Swung line drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Bream. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Swing high fly ball. Belt to right center. And the Braves have won it. The 3-1. And Acuna swings. It's a high drive to left center field. Taylor back at the wall. It is gone. A grand slam for Acuna. The wind and the pitch. Here it is. Swan. Fly ball deep left center. Grissom on the run. Yes. 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 The Atlanta Braves have given you a championship. Welcome to ATL. All the lumber. An Atlanta Braves and Brett Loftus podcast. Hosted by Brett Loftus. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first ever edition of the inaugural podcast of ATL. All the lumber in Atlanta Braves and a Brett Loftus broadcast coming to you from the home two suites in Brunswick, Georgia, doing an internship down here this summer with the Golden House Broadcasting. I'm your host, Brett Loftus. Really enjoying it thus far, guys. It's kind of a little side note here. The inaugural episode of All the Lumber ATL, if you didn't pick up on that acronym for the Atlanta Braves. This is something that I really want to have been doing for a long time. The Braves are by far uh, my favorite athletic team, favorite team out of all the teams that I do pull for. And um, really wanted to do a project, kind of focus on them this summer, uh, especially down the stretch. And all the lumber just kind of seemed to fit with the acronym of ATL. Uh, They do lead, as of currently, on May the 24th, time of this recording. They do lead all major league teams in home runs as well. So all the lumber seem pretty fitting. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this Niagara episode. And hopefully you'll continue to listen based off of the uh, content that hopefully I'm able to provide you guys here so if you're still here this far i am brett loftus some of you may know me some of you may not i'm the play-by-play broadcaster for piedmont university athletics uh do i would have to say uh some of my favorite memories and best calls are probably from baseball so baseball being my favorite sport and hopefully one day i'll have a chance to work for the atlanta braves right now we'll get to create a podcast about them so just kind of want to jump on in and, and look at what the Braves have been doing this year. Obviously, you know, haven't had probably the best start. The best takeaway, uh, 23 and 24, 10 and 10 on the road. Uh, they'll play in Boston on Tuesday and Wednesday in a two-game series against the Red Sox. And they've really they they really picked up the bats. The, talking about all the lumber, they picked up the bats this past weekend when they scored 20 runs, beat the Pirates 20 to one. Yeah, you heard that correctly. If you didn't go look at the box score, make sure to go to ESPN.com or or wherever for that and go check that out. It was absolutely amazing. Bombs away. Bombs galore pretty much is what that game was. And I think that's what's really helped pick up the slack here. Uh, It's really been kind of upsetting the way the bullpen has performed, especially when you're playing a guy, excuse me, paying a guy like Will Smith as much money as you are. But a all the lumber, uh, bringing the lumber to the yard, as Chip Carey and Jeff Francois allude to in their segment on every broadcast. That's what the Braves have been doing over the past few days, and no one has been doing it any better than Austin Riley. 
Austin Rally. Got called up two years ago in 2019. Absolutely went off first month in May of 2019. Played pretty well in June of 2019. And opposing pitchers figured out that the young man could not hit an off-speed pitch. So what did they start attacking him with? Curveballs, change-ups, anything that pretty much wasn't a fastball. Because anything that was a fastball was going to go 460 feet over the fence. And, well... Austin struggled. He struggled last year as well. You know, didn't really have his first two good seasons. But right now, he is swinging as well as anyone in Major League Baseball at the third base position. If you don't follow me on Twitter, please go and follow me at Brett M. Loftus, B-R-E-T-T-M-L-O-F-T-I-S. Tweet a lot about the Braves and tweet a lot about just a lot of Atlanta sports. I'm also a Panthers and Hornets fan. had a tweet today about Austin Riley, where he ranks among all qualified MLB third basemen through the first 47 games of the MLB season thus far. Batting average, he is first among all qualified third basemen with a batting average of three thirty-one. I mean, the young man, he is absolutely tearing the cover off of the baseball right now. I mean, it is absolutely amazing what he's doing. On base percentage, first among all qualified third basemen in Major League Baseball, four twenty-three OPS, nine ninety. that's first as well. Slugging percentage, five six. That's second among all qualified third basemen. Hits, he's tied for second with the third baseman at 49. And homers, he has nine. He's tied for fourth. He was also named the National League Player of the Week. Many of you know, if you're from Piedmont, or if you're a close personal friend of mine, you know my good roommate Presley Field. And he, him and I get into debates all the time about Austin Riley. I say he's our future. He, say, he says he's not. Uh, you can go ask him about that. I was pretty down on Austin to start the beginning of the year. I really was. And and it was because he's going up there and, and he was getting an 0-2 count. He's getting in 1-2 counts. He's striking out. He's popping out. And it just seems like... Since the Yankees series, I don't know many of you, if you are diehard Braves fans, you would recall that series. Ever since the Braves went up there, Austin hit his first homer of the season in that series. It was only a two, three-game series. And it's really just rejuvenated him. I mean, we know Ronald started off hot at the beginning of the season and nobody else was doing anything. Now Ronald's kind of cooled down. And, you know, cooled down for him is about better than 98% of the league. But... Austin has really helped pick up this offensive load and really helped put a charge into the Braves here and helped propel them uh, to a three out of four homestand against the Pirates uh, this past weekend. Hit six homers in his past seven games has been Austin Riley as well. He's also shown the leather. Uh, the, the big man down there third, big husky guy, and he's been able to really move down there third. Actually, if you ladies and gentlemen didn't know this, he was fourth in range last year at the third base position. And basically what that means is, you know, how far you're able to move from your natural position to get to the ball fourth in all of Major League Baseball. And Austin Riley, a very, very good all-around third baseman, and I would have to say he is, he is the future of the Atlanta Braves, along with Ronald Acuna, Dansby Swanson, Ozzie Albies. Hopefully Freddie will still be there next year. And that leads us into our next topic of discussion. Freddie Freeman. Uh, this is something that I kind of want to do on every single podcast. It'll be the Freddie Freeman topic. Uh, will he or will he not be there next year? Kind of the latest in developments. There hasn't been too much for about the past three weeks. If you so recall, towards the beginning of May, towards the beginning of this month, a lot of people were talking that they hadn't got the, the contract negotiations 
uh, started up at all. And Freddie, you know, kind of got a little hasty with the media and said, you know, I, I'm not going to get into this contract negotiations during the season. You know, I have to focus on winning ball games. And Freddie has not had, statistically speaking, his best season. I mean, coming off MVP, coming off a season where he hit 341 last year, um, he hasn't had his best statistical season. So will Freddie return? I'm going to say yes right now, and this is something you know I'll try to do. Maybe not every episode, but from every from every few episodes, if we have any developments, you know, staying along with the Braves because this this is you know all the lumber ATL. This is all about the Braves, and I might even throw a few personal things in there with Brett Loftus as well. But I think Freddie will resign right now. Uh, he and his wife Chelsea and their their three sons. They actually bought a house in Los Angeles this summer, so it wouldn't be surprised if he did leave Atlanta, which I don't think he is, but if he did leave Atlanta, he'd go and be a Dodger or an Angel. Uh, that is where he's originally from. He's from the L.A. area, the Orange County area uh, where he grew up at. So wouldn't be surprised if Freddie did leave. I hope he doesn't leave, but that is our Freddie Freeman segment there. And I also want to give a shout-out. It's not a sponsor, but hopefully they will pick up a sponsorship for this podcast. The 7-6 Apparel Company, they're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I ordered me some Braves apparel there. Actually, today I'm going to have it shipped to where I'm staying at down here in Brunswick, Georgia. And they just have some really good stuff. I'll update you guys when I get it physically and let you guys know how it is and how fast it comes in and all that stuff. But from the appearance of the website, the pricing... Uh, and just the, the cool stuff they have on there. I really encourage you guys to check it out. Like I said, I'll let you know fully uh, what we got going on uh, this upcoming week whenever it comes in. But really go check it out. Their URL is the76.com. And, yes, that's not a paid advertisement, but just want to throw that in there for all my helpful Braves fans. I know you go in the Braves Clubhouse. You go on MLBShop.com. You go on Fanatics. You go in a lot of these places, and you can't find unique-looking stuff. Everything just looks the same, and it's way overpriced. So the 76.com, they got really cool stuff. Uh, not MLB licensing, so you won't find anything with the A on there or anything like that. But they do have some really, really neat stuff. I bought a Marcelo Zuna T-shirt, a 1990 kind of World Series t-shirt and a uh, Fulton County Stadium t-shirt on there today. And I know a lot of you old heads probably listen to this. What what do you know about Fulton County Stadium? Don't know anything. It was retired five years before Brett came became about. So, uh, but I but I do love going down there. And when they used to play at Turner Field, going down there and seeing it, uh, the old parking lot down there. So the seven six dot com. Check those, them out. We'll let you guys know when the apparel comes in. How nice. It is. That's a little little advertisement there. Moving on to our next guy. I want to talk about two guys here, and then we'll get back to the matchup tomorrow night. I really want to talk about two guys that have absolutely just come onto the scene this year and who I think can really be an impact down the stretch. And the first guy I want to talk about, Guillermo Heredia. You guys are probably thinking, who who is that? If you don't watch the Braves every night and you're just kind of a casual fan, you don't know who Guillermo Heredia is. He's pretty much been our everyday center fielder this year. Uh, he's had a few injuries and Enders came back and played, but Guillermo Heredia pretty much been our, our everyday center fielder between Pache and, and Ender kind of splitting reps there. Heredia has had 65 at-bats this year. He has 20 hits. He's batting three oh eight. So 20 for 65, small sample size there because, like I said, Pache, 
Heredia and Ntrta all been splitting that center field position. However, did have the two homer game against the Cubs. But what he has just been doing, uh, it has it, been unmatchable. I mean, the highest batting average that he has in any season before this season is two fifty, and that was his rookie season. And he only had one hundred and seven plate appearances his rookie season. So a guy that's pretty much been a platoon guy his entire career, being able to step in this season, he has a defensive WAR of negative two. So hasn't been the best in the outfield. He's made a few years, but offensive WAR of point seven. Guillermo Heredia really been a guy that stepped up, and you know he was a joke, uh, not a joke, but like a meme between my friends and I when when he first uh, came up and the Braves had signed him and, and Alex Anthopoulos making some really good signings with uh, Air Adrianza and now Guillermo Heredia. And he's he's just really been a surprise this year. I mean, he did over 300 still uh, well into May now. I know it's still been split in time, but very, very good ball player. And he's somebody who's always just seems like he's been on base all season long, has an on base percentage of exactly 400 thus far through 47 games. He has only played in 20 of the Braves' 47 games this season. So definitely encourage you, if you guys haven't been paying attention to Guillermo Heredia in that lineup, pay attention because if Pache continues to struggle, and I know he's on the 10-day IL currently, he continues to struggle when he comes off. Guillermo Heredia might have a job, and we might just be telling him about our grandchildren 20, 30 years from now about how Guillermo Heredia saved a brave season in the postseason. Don't take that too far as a stretch either now, ladies and gentlemen. The other guy I want to talk about is if a diehard Brace fan, even a casual Brace fan, you probably have heard this name before, Bryce Wilson. Bryce has made appearances in each of the past three seasons for the Braves, and he's also started five games this season as well. And he's a guy, he's been going back and forth to AAA. I mean, he and Johan Camargo are literally on the taxi team. I saw a tweet uh, a couple days ago. It said that Johan Camargo must just sit at a Waffle House in the Atlanta area waiting to know where he's going to play that night. And that is the truth. Tell you what, brother, Bryce Wilson has went back and forth from Gwinnett so many times. We had the little gas shortage about a week or two ago. I bet that hit him pretty hard. But as far as what he's done in Atlanta this season, I have been very, very impressed. You look at his ERA in five starts, it's 4.38, but I don't think that really reflects what he's done. I mean, he went six and a third this past Sunday, yesterday. I only gave up one earned run to the Pirates in the six and a third that he pitched, and he's really pitched well this year. He's already pitched a career high in, in innings pitched in the season in 24 and two-thirds this year for the Braves. He's two and two on the year. He also has 15 strikeouts. Not a high strikeout guy. Uh, he does have an ERA plus of 100, which is also pretty, pretty good in the analytical uh, realm of things. I think the biggest thing for him is he has started five games. He's given up six homers. If Bryce is going to give up a run, it's usually to a long ball there. It's something he's got to get down on. But I think Bryce Wilson is a guy. We we got all these young pitchers, and we were pumping them in the, the farm system a few years ago. Bryce Wilson is a guy that the Braves can continually bring along, and he is a guy that the Braves could really use down the stretch. And I think he could be another Steve Avery, Zane Smith, Pete Smith type guy like the Braves had in the 1990s. So those are the two guys to look for down the stretch, Guillermo Heredia and Bryce Wilson.
I also want to give a shout out. I know I did it at the beginning of the broadcast to the Golden Isles Broadcasting. If you're in the Brunswick, Georgia area, make sure you listen to 1041 The Wave Magic 1059 or 927 WSSI. Also 93 7 WQUO. If you are in the Brunswick St. Simons area, Golden Isles Broadcasting, that is where I am working this summer. A lot of great people thus far. That is my uh, internship um, this summer. So have been enjoying it. Uh, like I said, just wanted to give them a shout out here. Quick commercial almost. So it is. it has been pretty adventurous to say the least. Uh, as you all know, um, broadcasting is what I want to get into, whether it be play-by-play or whether it be radio it has been uh, pretty, pretty fun um, being able to be down here and, you know, see the area because Brunswick is not somewhere that I have been able to come to before. I've, I've never been to Brunswick, always passed through, but never been able to actually come down here. So, again, that is 92.7 SSI, 104.1 The Wave or Magic 105.9 if you are in the area or would like to go to goldenislesbroadcasting.com. You can go on there and find the link to all three of those stations. So, looking at the upcoming matchup, you get tomorrow night, you're going to have Charlie Morton versus Garrett Richards, May the 25th, 7.10 p.m., going to be at Fenway Park. And Charlie Morton's a guy, the Braves signed in free agency, and he's been a bit disappointing, to say the least. 2-2, two two, a 4-6 ERA, 52 strikeouts, though, in, 50, in 45 innings. He's walked 16 guys and given up six home runs. And really, the only concerning number there is that he has an ERA of 4.6, and that's only been a few bad innings out of Charlie. Charlie started really strong this season. You know, every game it seems like he goes out there, he gives you four or five solid innings, and then he just blows up in that sixth or seventh inning, or he can't even make it to the fifth inning in some cases. Uh, Charlie, a, a former Braves farmhand, actually met him in 2009 before he was traded to the Pirates. A very nice guy. And uh, been able to really cool how he's went around, pitched with Tampa, went to Houston and got a World Series championship. I know all the, you know, skeptics with all that stuff, but still able to see how his career has kind of come come to the uh, iceberg. And now it's come full circle here as he's back in Atlanta. Garrett Richards uh, seems like he's pitched for a different team about every year over the past few years. 4-2 and two on the season, a 3-7-2 ERA with 43 strikeouts on the season. So pretty, I would say, above average pitching matchup tomorrow evening. Nothing uh, to have on primetime TV, but a pretty above pitching matchup there. Looking at your team leaders, Ronald Acuna Jr. with 15 home runs. Raphael Devers with 13 for the Red Sox. He's had a very, very good season. Mookie Betts left. You know who was going to step up for them? And Raphael Devers just kind of became the star over there along with J.D. Martinez. Alex Verdugo having a very good season in his own right with the Red Sox as well. Uh, batting average, Xander Bogarts hitting 345. As we mentioned there, Austin earlier in the podcast hitting 331. And then with runs batted in, Ronnie has 31. Raphael Devers with 39. So really Bogarts, Devers. 
Devers and Verdugo, along with J.D. Martinez. I know he's been all on and off the I.L. over the past few years, but really those guys have really is what has helped carried the Red Sox this season to a 29-19 record. Can you believe that, guys? I mean, this is a team. That when they lost Mookie and when they lost, you know, Chris Sell last season, when they lost all these different players and these different pieces up there in Boston, just kind of doing an opponent preview here, you didn't think they'd be anything. They're playing 10 games above 500, and we're almost completed with May and leading the charge for them, as we said, Bogarts and Devers. Devers not hitting quite at the 300 plateau. J.D. Martinez has appeared in all 45 games this year, so actually been healthy this year. And he's hitting at a mark of 328 with 12 homers and 37 RBIs. This is a guy that almost went for the Triple Crown two seasons ago. J.D. Martinez, a very, very good ball player. And wouldn't be surprised if he made another run at a potential AL MVP this season. It has Wells Xander Bogart starting out on fire as well, 345. Him and Yerwin Mercedes, in my opinion, have been the two best just hitters this season. Otani and Trout doing their thing in Los Angeles. But Bogarts, I don't think he gets enough credit at what he does at the dish because he's so good defensively. Just kind of looking down through their lineup, Christian Vasquez, a very good hitting catcher, three homers, 20 RBIs, hitting at 357 this season. Xander Bogart's also leading the team in OPS and war. He has over 1,000 OPS and a 2.7 war. So that's your upcoming matchup and your preview of the Boston Red Sox looking to get their 30th win tomorrow evening when Garrett Richards and Charlie Morton faces off against each other. The Braves looking back to get it 500 as if they can snatch game one away tomorrow evening. They will be at 24 and 24 as they stand at 23 and 24 as of right now. Now, here's a segment. As you guys know, I am the play-by-play broadcaster of the Piedmont University Lions. Now the university uh, down there in Demarest, or up there in Demarest, rather, should I say. If you don't know, uh, as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, I am the play-by-play guy. I do baseball, basketball. I really love doing baseball, though. And where else would you rather be? Quick story behind that. Had a broadcast this season. Had a play go mini-viral on Twitter. And... uh, this segment is kind of named after the call. It was a very bang-bang play. It was an 11th inning call. We're down by a run. The Lions runner comes home, very similar to what happened in Game 5 of the World Series with Randy Arena. the ball getting dropped by the catcher. Our runner was able to come home, tag the plate. We tied the game in the 11th. We ended up losing the game in the 13th inning, 4-3, to but we tied it in the 11th, 3-3. to And I said, where else? Would you rather pee? And that was the call. And this is the Where Else Would You Rather Be segment here on the ATL podcast. And the Where Else Would You Rather Be this season than sitting in left field. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is coming up to the plate. That's what I want to say there. Ronald Acuna Jr. coming up to the plate and you're sitting in left field. It's pretty much guaranteed pretty much guaranteed that you are going to be able to get a home run ball as he has pulled just about every home run to left field this season, except for a very, very few. And I think the one that really sticks out in my mind 
is going to be the one that he hit on my birthday. His first career walk-off home run hit it into the Braves' bullpen to put the Braves past to put the Braves past the Mets last Wednesday, and I absolutely despise the Mets there. Um, so to have Ronnie go out there and to put that ball into the Braves' bullpen was absolutely incredible on my birthday as well. So where else would you rather be? Maybe not even necessarily. We're going to see in left field, just in the outfield, and Ronald Acuna Jr. coming up to the plate there as he is leading all of Major League Baseball with 15 home runs this season. Second is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with 14 as of right now, and he is having a great, great season in his own right as well. Our last and final segment, Something I always like to do here is I like to, in in all of my podcasts, all of my work, if you have been able to watch it before, is that you know that I very much so enjoy the history because you have to understand the history to appreciate the present. And something that I want to do is an Atlanta legend segment, and that, that is going to be a Braves legend. And that's going to be the last segment of every episode. Zach Swindell and I, if you listen to the midweek cycle on the go, did something very, very similar. And I am going to do this. So with our first ATL legend, the inaugural podcast here, got to do something you know, for my dad. His favorite player growing up throughout the first pitch Saturday afternoon against the Pirates, as this was alumni weekend this past weekend, Bob Horner, Bob Horner, if some of you older fellows and uh, ladies remember, if you listen to this podcast, Bob Horner drafted in 1978 straight out of college from Arizona State University, never played a day in the minor leagues, came straight to Atlanta from Arizona State, 1978, all fresh off college World Series he played in, came Played in 89 games, hit 23 home runs in 89 games, 63 RBIs, and was able to win the Rookie of the Year in 1978. The very next season, 1979, hit 33 home runs, 98 RBIs. The next season, 1980, kept it going with 35 homers in 89 RBIs. Would have one more 30-homer season in 1982, his lone all-star season where he hit 32 homers and 97 RBIs. In 1982 was where the Braves made only their second playoff appearance since they had been in Atlanta. That was in 1969 with their first, their second in 1982, and they sadly lost in the league championship series. Bob Horner's career kind of derailed by injuries, but still had 218 career homers, 685 career RBIs, and a career batting average of 277. There's a story out there. Bob Horner was struggling during his tenure with the Braves, and he was called into the front office, and they told Bob, they said, listen, we're going to send you down to double-A. We're going to send you to Richmond, okay? We're going to, you know, let you go down there. We're going to let you get everything together. We know you're struggling right now. We, we, we know what's going on. We just need to send you down there, you know, designate your first assignment, get down there, get your confidence back up, and you can come back up here. And Bob looked at them. Um, I'm sure not as polite as I'm about to say it, but uh, probably threw a few more adjectives in there, and but said no. You know, he said, I'm I'm not going anywhere. Um, and he was suspended for two weeks 
But Bob Horner, indeed, never played a day in the minors. He went and played in Japan in 1987 as he played with the Braves from 78 to 86. Played with the Cardinals in 1988. And as my dad likes to tell me, came to spring training with the Orioles in 1989. And he couldn't hardly hit a ball in batting practice. And he just took his helmet off and his bat. And he sat it down and walked off the field, and that's how Bob Horner retired. And that's an old legend that kind of goes around, at least my dad says. But he walked off the field, never had a proper retirement ceremony or anything like that. And that that was the end of it for Bob. So Bob uh, was inducted into the College Baseball Hall of Fame in 2006. And he wasn't really a guy to come around in the limelight, come around in the spotlight for a very, very long time. So then, he throws out a first pitch and does the tomahawk chop when they had the big chop and had a celebrity come do it. Did that a couple years back at Truist Park. And my dad and I were like, you know, my dad wanted to meet him so bad. My dad's two favorite players, two favorite athletes ever in the history of sports, Greg Maddox, Bob Horner. Bob Horner, his childhood, you know, favorite growing up. My dad always tells me if Bob Horner would have stayed healthy, if Bob Horner, you know, would have been out there all the time and had the right attitude per se, Bob Horner would have been better than Dale Murphy. We know how good Dale Murphy is. Back-to-back MVPs, 82-83, 398 career homers, seven-time All-Star. I mean, he he was the Murph. I mean, he he was, you know, until really Chipper Jones came along, probably the greatest position player in Atlanta, not to diminish Hank Aaron, but in Atlanta, Braves history was Dale Murphy. And my dad said, you know, Bob Horner could have been better than him. Bob Horner actually was the captain in the mid-'80s for the Atlanta Braves. That was my dad's guy. All that to say, have alumni weekend every year. That's something my dad and I strive to go to every single year. I think we've been to alumni weekend. Obviously, they didn't have it in 2020 due to COVID. We had it. We went 2019, 2018, and 2017. We've been to alumni weekend every season. In 2016, we went the last season at Turner Field, and we went to the first three seasons at Truist Park. Sun Trust when we went, but now Truist Park. They didn't have it in 2020. Obviously, no fans this season. They decide to have Alumni Weekend in May. And guess who's there? Bob Horner. Guess who hasn't been there the past three, four years we've went? Bob Horner. He's here this year and made my dad absolutely sick. So all that to say, my dad's favorite ball player growing up was finally at Alumni Weekend and he didn't get to meet him. But hopefully he'll be there next year and hopefully we'll be able to go next year. And Bob, if you're listening uh, you mean the world to my dad. I, I've heard more stories about Bob Horner getting in the brawls and his four homer game than I've probably heard about any other ball player. That's the, one one last story here, and we'll wrap up this inaugural episode. Bob Horner, if you guys don't know, hit four homers in a game one time. Not a lot of players do that. I think the number is to what now, 28, 29 guys. You can fact check me on that. Hit four homers in a game. And he hit four homers in a game against the Montreal Expos. Somehow the Braves still lost 11-9 in the ballgame. But what's even worse, that the Braves lost. The Braves came on TBS every single game. They were America's team. They were terrible, but they were America's team because they came on national television. But what's worse than, than Bob Warner hitting four homers in a game and the Braves still losing the game? The fact that the game wasn't televised. For whatever reason, wasn't on TV that day. My dad and my great-grandmother, who's now 
passed away, had to listen to the game on the radio when Bob Horner hit four home runs in one game. They do have footage of it, as you can go find it on YouTube, but my dad loves to tell me that story all the time. And if you want to know Bob Horner, he he used to uh, like to initiate fights. And if he didn't initiate them, he still liked to be involved in them. So you can go search the great brawl between the San Diego Padres and the Braves. I think it was in 1984. And uh, Bob Horner, who had a broken arm at the time, can be seen on the top steps uh, waiting to get involved in the brawl there. So it's just some very, very good stories and and stuff you can kind of look at there from Bob Horner. But my dad's favorite ball player growing up uh, loves to tell stories to me about him to this day. And uh, that that one's kind of for you, Pop. So Bob Horner wore number five and number 11 for the Atlanta Braves. Somebody else wears number five now. We mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Freddie Freeman, it will be retired. But Bob Horner, born in Junction City, Kansas, August 6, 1957, our Atlanta legend here in podcast number one. Well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you guys for the support uh, just throughout this, um, not only throughout this project, but throughout every project I've went to. If it wasn't for you guys and you guys sharing what I do and, and being behind me, uh, none of this would be possible. Um, as all of you know, that know me and you're about to know if you don't, I want to be the greatest of all time. And this is something that I'm really passionate about and I really strive hard um, to perfect my craft at. And, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing this summer and, and I do what I do at school. And, and I just thank you guys so much because without you guys, without your support and your kind words and, and your encouragement, it, it would not be possible. And um I just really wanted to say that to you guys and just thank all of my fellow Braves fans out there and just thank you. And it's follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brad M Loftus, B R E T T M L O F T I S. You can also find me on YouTube. Just search Brett Loftus. You can find my broadcasting reel there and on Instagram. I tweet about the Braves all the time. So if you, you like hearing about the Braves, you like reading about the Braves, um, maybe not even stuff that I think about. I'm just retweeting stuff. You'll get to see a lot of information if you follow me on Twitter. I think I'm good. I'm a good follow, but I'm probably a little biased there. Uh, and, and we do have one more project coming. We do have one more project coming. Don't really want to talk too much about that right now. I'm going to have two different podcasts this summer, one being about the Braves and one being about something else. Not really going to get into that right now. Also, talking about the support, just one more thing. Any of you guys that would like to join the podcast, please let me know. Please let me know. Even if you don't know me personally and you would like to be on the podcast, please find me on social media, either of my social medias that I just mentioned, and, and just... Just reach out to me. Let me know. I'm a very approachable guy, very friendly guy, I feel like. And just let me know. Um, I would love to have guests on here. If not, if you guys enjoy this, just listen to me ramble on about the Braves for 30 or so minutes. We'll continue to do this. But I'd love to have some guests on here and some diehard Braves fans, some diehard baseball fans as well. So thank you guys so much for listening to the inaugural ATL All the Lumber in Atlanta Braves and Brad Loftus podcast Thank you guys for listening. As always, please stay safe out there. Go Braves, and may God bless you all.